When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to talk about a new movie? Check. Want to talk about an older movie similar or related to that new movie? Check. That's what you can expect from Quality Check Podcast. It's a new podcast on the Studio DNA Network hosted by yours truly, Drew Douglas and Daniel Posey. Every other Tuesday, we'll talk about a new movie and an old movie to see how the film's quality holds up. The Sports Yak Podcast is powered by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events are available at und.com slash buy tickets. Also by Pyramid Equipment. Be prepared this winter season by checking the condition of your snow removal equipment. Pyramid Equipment is a locally owned business in Rolling Prairie, Indiana that sells, services, and installs residential and commercial grade snow plows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid Equipment is your trusted dealer of Meyer and Snow Dog products. Old man winners ready. Are you? Service discount for military, fire, and police available. Call 800-833-2591 or find them on the web at PyramidEquipmentInc.com. From South Bend, Indiana, you know where that's at. I don't. It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freebie. I'm the booth announcer, Jim Shorts. That's good. And welcome to the Sports Yak Podcast, episode 161. The Bump Hadley episode. Tell me more of this Bump character. Bump pitched 16 years in the American League. A couple of times he actually led the American League in losses, but he won 161 games in his 16-year career. You might ask yourself, how did he get the nickname Bump? Well, while pitching with the Washington Senators in 1927, he got a serious case of the mumps, and therefore his... (laughs) Teammates called him Bump. What was his real name? Uh, his real name. Like his first name? Yeah. Uh, let's see here if I can find Bump's real name. He got the mumps. They called him Bump. Irving. Irving. Yeah. You're better off with Bump. You know what? We're going to... Uh, I, I love when you pick names like that. Coming up uh, in, an, in an upcoming episode, we are going to concoct a top five nicknames in sports. We got we got to find... Okay. I mean, Heine Manouche, 
It's going to be tough. Icebox Chamberlain. Uh, Deep Pockets Magooch. Uh, Noodles Han. Noodles Han. Oh, there's so many. So many. And now Bump Hadley. Bump Hadley. That voice is Chuck Freebie. My name's Corey Mann. Welcome to the Sports Yak Podcast. Let's start with yesterday. Okay. Which would be as we record this. Sunday. It's, Sunday uh, was yesterday. We're on Monday. We're right? on Monday, Veterans Day. And to those that serve and have served. We say thank you very much. We appreciate your service to our great country. My brother-in-law texted me middle of the week and said, want to go to the Bears game? I was very excited. It's been years. Still can't quite figure out when the last time I went was. There was about a foot of snow on the field. We did not dress warm enough, and we were out by halftime. Not so much yesterday. No. Entire game, front to back, Chuck Freebie. You stayed the distance. You had reason to stay at the distance. The game was in doubt until the very end. It was. You had to you had to really take a look at them RPOs. <sighs> Man, some of the best people watching that we can add to the list from Friday. People watching NFL sports games, particularly in Chicago. So the Bears win twenty to thirteen. Your impressions of the Chicago Bears having them witnessed up close and in person. That first half reminded me of middle school football. Which one, I asked? Discovery, Grissom, <laughs> Northside? I didn't have an answer for you. I'm sorry. But it just looked, you know, when you watch NFL on Sundays or whenever you catch a game and you watch a Patriots team or, you know, Green, Bay. Green Bay, and then you watch Chicago in that first half, it's like, man, something's missing. Something needs to be rethought, reworked. I, you know, I'm no coach, but... Something's off in You were Chicago. around a lot of coaches, though. I was around a lot of armchair quarterbacks who knew better, knew there was something. But, but uh, the Bears still won yesterday, 20-13. to 13. They're out of last place in the yeah. NFC North. The, the uh, Soldier Field experience is quite fun, easy to get to our seats. The two big video screens add a great element to the game, whether it be replays or hype videos or whatever. I actually enjoyed the PA announcer. I thought he did a great job. He's retiring after this year. Is he? So. He's, he's got some nice little quips that he does. And uh, there's a timeout on the field. Yeah, that was good. Where? Everybody says, yes, that was good. Tells you when to get loud. I mean, it, it helped. Um, my, my buddies that I were with were very enamored by the screens. We talked about that on the way home. I I was okay. I I we had such great seats. We were up in the four hundreds, four thirty four, uh, ten yard line. If I'm looking straight down, but I could see the just the field and everything. It was great. It was fun. It was a good Veterans Day game. Yeah, yeah. So lots of color and pageantry there. Lots of it. Lots of fireworks. Whenever there was a touchdown, there was two touchdowns in the the third quarter. So we got to see some fireworks there. A little bit of a breeze off of Lake Michigan, but I dressed accordingly this time. There you go. Mm-hmm. So you would you would recommend the experience? I was blessed to go with paying $8.75. Yeah, I understand I that you didn't. I paid for a sausage. I understand that you didn't pay for the ticket. I think you do need to know how to maneuver the town a little bit, though, so, so you have your experience. My, my two cents, download the Spot Hero app. Mm-hmm. I think that's great for Chicago. We parked on Wabash, which is a little bit of a hike, uh, maybe a maybe a mile, maybe a mile. That's not bad. But uh, we and I've got I've got friends and a niece that live in a high rise right there off of Wabash in Michigan. So 
I've spent some time at their place, so I kind of I know how to maneuver that area. Mm-hmm. You leave on the south side of the stadium. You go over that bridge, right? And you're you're in a neighborhood, and you you know you hoof it a little bit, and you're at your car within thirty minutes. That's that's reasonable. Yeah, it's going to take you that long to drive it anyway if you park in the Soldier Field parking you, lot. You don't Uber to the game because they start blocking off traffic really, yeah, really bad. You do a rickshaw down by that bridge, down by the Field Museum, and then you walk, you know, from the north side up. And uh, but yeah, don't do not Uber a ride to Soldier Field. That's that's not good. Yeah. So the Bears win. The Colts do not. Jacoby Brissett. Out again yesterday. Mm. Brian Hoyer is quickly proving that he is no longer an NFL quarterback. And unfortunately, Adam Vinatieri seems to be proving that he is no longer an NFL kicker. Oh, yeah? He had a really bad day again yesterday. And the Colts lose 16-12. to 12, And you can, you can certainly delineate that Vinatieri probably cost them the game with his misses. And so the Colts fall a game behind Houston now in the AFC South, and it's it's a roller coaster ride right now for the Colts fans. Losing to Miami at home is almost inexcusable. I mean, the Dolphins are a really bad football team, which tells you how poorly the Colts played yesterday. And now they got to turn around and get ready for Jacksonville next week. Speaking of quarterbacks, real quick, they had a speed uh, graphic up a couple times during the game yesterday. Three Bears were second place, fourth place, and fifth place. First and third place went to the Detroit quarterback. Driscoll? Mm -hmm. I don't know who that guy was. Jeff Driscoll. But that dude could move, apparently, according to this. Well, that's a good thing because he can't throw it that well. (laughs) Do do you know anything about him? Uh, No, I really don't. I mean, Matthew Stafford has been the man in Detroit and has been an Iron Man. I think that's the first game he missed in, oh, eight seasons. Really? Yeah. Mm. So, I mean. You think he's done, but done? He's getting close. He's hurting a lot. I mean, he's been a gamer, but Detroit has never had a great offensive line in front of him. And because of that, the Lions have not been able to achieve. Mm. Who is the worst besides the Dolphins right now? Like, who is just a stinky? Oh, the Bengals are god-awful. Bengals? The, The Cincinnati Bengals yesterday against Baltimore. Now, granted, Baltimore at one point during the game had three Heisman winners in the backfield, but the Bengals are 0-9. That's a great trivia question. Who are the three? Robert Griffin the third, hmm. Lamar Jackson, and Mark Ingram. Wow. Yeah, but the Bengals are all kinds of stink hot bad. <laughs> I mean, 0-9 for the year. They uh, have a 122-point differential from their opponents. The only team that only has one win is the Redskins. So, but the Bengals, I could see the Bengals maybe running the table and going over the year. Oof. Let's uh, segue into college football, Chuck Freebie. Notre Dame uh, with a win over Duke on Saturday night, 38-7. to Ian Book, four touchdown passes, two interceptions. He also ran for 159 yards. Best game that he has played in his Notre Dame career. And so the Irish now, 7-2 and two on the year, get ready for number 21 Navy to come to the stadium on Saturday afternoon. Notre Dame, I think, a little surprised that they actually dropped at the AP poll yesterday. They went down to number 16. There's all kinds of shuffling going on up at the top. 
Uh, I still contend that this is not a team that's going to a New Year's Six Bowl. I know there are people holding out hope for that, but I really think they're headed to Orlando for the Camping World Bowl on December 29th. And the Irish got some really bad news after the game. They lost two defensive starters. Julian Aquora, who could be a first-round draft pick in the NFL, fractured his fibula. And Jack Lamb uh, has a hip dislocation, so they lose that linebacker. And Brian Kelly now down, going to have to check the depth on his team a little bit as they get ready for this option attack of Navy on Saturday afternoon. Let's pull back the curtain on a little bit of Chuck's daily routine. It's a Monday, so you'll be heading to the head coach press conference. Do you have a question swirling in your head? I'm always interested in this. I figure if you're going to go over there, you've always you're very well prepared. Do you have something you'd like to ask? Should the uh, opportunity arise, I actually do, um, and and I'm trying to correlate it to what goes on locally around here too. Okay. We have three local high school teams still alive in the tournament who run the option. Warsaw, Mishawaka, and New Prairie. What makes it so good for teams to use and what makes it so difficult for teams to stop? Okay. And if you're going about trying to stop it, what are some of the keys that you have to focus on? That's a good question. Now, on a scale of 1 to 10 being 1, meh. 10 being, yeah, I'm going to push my agenda today. How hard are you going to try to get that question in front of him? Probably an 8. An 8? I'm very excited. Maybe we'll find out Wednesday if you come through. Yeah, maybe we will. Okay. How about that LSU-Alabama game? That was something. I caught the uh, last quarter of it in a uh, pizzeria in Dayton, Ohio. and uh, That sounds like a Stephen King story. Oh, could be. (laughs) I love hearing Ed Orgeron speak, as I know you do, too. Oh, my goodness. He's a cartoon character. He's Cookie Monster. Is that what it is? Yeah. He got a little emotional. I saw some tweets. So, uh, Ed Orgeron, one-time USC interim coach, they decided, oh, no, he's not good enough. So, he goes How long was he out there? uh, Half a season. Well, he he had been out there. He was the interim coach. He was out there as an offensive line coach for a while. Okay. And then they made him the interim coach, and he stuck around half a season. They said, oh, no, we can do better than this. Mm. Uh, By the way, if you haven't seen The Blind Side, that's Ed Orgeron in an acting role because at that time he was the head coach at Mississippi, which, of course, is where uh, the young man in The Blind Side, Michael Ower, Mm -hmm. wound up. So um, Ed Orgeron takes LSU into Alabama. They win Tuscaloosa for the first time since 2011. And LSU now has, I believe, four wins over top 25 teams. I mean, they have they have run an impressive gauntlet on their schedule to go undefeated. And I don't think there's any question that they deserve the number one overall ranking. Uh, Ohio State will be right up there. The AP poll has them number two. Playoff committee rankings come out tomorrow night. I wouldn't be surprised to see LSU one, Ohio State two, Clemson three. They're undefeated. My question for everybody is, who's number four? Did Alabama show you enough losing at home to a really good LSU team by five points? Did they show you enough to make you say, I think Alabama's still a top four team? Do you go with somebody that's undefeated like Minnesota or Baylor? Now, Minnesota, I know they got that win over Penn State on Saturday. They really haven't beaten anybody else 
other than Penn State. And some of the games they've had against nobodies have been really, really close. So you wonder just how good they are. Mm -hmm. Uh, Baylor has Oklahoma coming up this weekend, so we'll find out how good Baylor is. AP poll has Clemson, or excuse me, Alabama 4, and Georgia as number 5. And then I think you've got to consider Oregon, whose only loss came in the season opener to Auburn. Uh, I think you have to look at them as a potential playoff contender. So it'll be really interesting to see what the playoff committee comes out with this week. Who would you say is your number four team in the land? Mm. I know you don't follow this as closely as I do. But no. Ohio State number two, right? Yeah, it's LSU, Ohio State, Clemson. They're, those are givens. Everybody agrees on those. Do you go with an undefeated team like Minnesota or Baylor? Here are the one-loss teams that are out there. Alabama, Georgia, Oregon, Utah, Penn State. I feel like undefeated deserves a higher ranking. Okay. So Minnesota or Baylor? Yeah. Now, they both have challenges coming up. Minnesota still has Iowa and Wisconsin, and then they'd have the Big Ten championship game. Baylor has Oklahoma this weekend. So we'll find out about these undefeated teams, whether they're contenders or pretenders, uh, in the coming weeks. It's kind of nice seeing some of these other teams that you don't usually see in the top 25. Like Indiana? <laughs> Surprise! First time in 25 years. Here's how bad it was yesterday. <laughs> Indiana has not been ranked in so long in the AP Top 25 football poll. They didn't even have the logo ready to go when the Hoosiers were put into the Top 25. <laughs> Look in your eye folder. It's, yeah. It starts with an eye. It, it's there. Go go ask the basketball guy for it. <laughs> oh, goodness. Navy is 7-1. and one. They're ranked number 21. They come to the stadium on Saturday. A lot of one-loss teams below Notre Dame in the rankings. Teams like Cincinnati, Memphis, Boise State, SMU, Navy. Interesting. All right. Let's stay with this poll talk and talk about Friday night's games. Well, we'll stick with football talk. I don't necessarily have to get into the polls for Friday night, but we had a dandy on TV 46. Warsaw and Penn. We set it up for you Friday. We told you all about the storylines in this one. The fact that Bart Curtis, even though he had beaten Penn three times in a row at Mishawaka, then had lost his last eight with Corey Yeoman. Penn, the the gold standard, 24 sectional titles, kind of the Yankees of high school football around here. Warsaw had never won a sectional title. And then this unfolded on Friday night. Second and nine. Hadamio with the carry this time. He picks up about four on the play. Hadamio at 172 yards tonight. Amos at 154. Marsha 103. I'll do the math for you there. 433 yards of rushing tonight for Warsaw. They didn't attempt or complete a single pass. They'll have to take one more snap, and they'll do it in victory formation. The Warsaw Tigers... Get the snap, Amos with the kneel, and this one belongs to Bart Curtis and the Tigers. Wyatt Amos shakes hands with the officials and celebrates a Warsaw sectional championship, the first in school history, the final score. Warsaw 35, Penn 18. 
So the Warsaw Tigers will move on to face Merrillville in the 6A Regional this week. And what's interesting about that game is Merrillville is coached by a former Warsaw star in Brad Cease, who was part of their teams in 2001 and 2002, I believe. And so uh, Brad Cease and the Merrillville Pirates will host Warsaw at Demery Stadium on Friday night. Hoping to give those Tigers a cease and desist. Yeah. You didn't like that one? Uh, it was okay. All right. I was hoping maybe you'll use it on Friday night. Uh, probably not. All right. Also, Mishawaka knocked off Elkhart Central Friday night, 42-36. Justin Fisher, sophomore quarterback for Mishawaka, had six touchdowns in the game. Just ran wild on the Blue Blazers. And the interesting thing about that is Keith Kinder said after the game, Fisher basically is calling the plays at the line of scrimmage about 80% of the time. In other words, they give him an idea of what to expect. If you see this, call this. If you see that, call that. He makes the call and the read, and he was apparently making the right call and the right read on Friday night. So the cavemen move on, but their reward, yes, it's a home game for the regional, but they have to play an undefeated Valparaiso team, which absolutely decimated Laporte 45 nothing. And the word I get is there's not a whole lot of confidence right now in the caveman camp that they're going to be able to hang with the Vikings, but we will see. Can I go rewind for Warsaw and Penn for a moment? Mm-hmm. Was there a part of the game, as you're watching unfold, as you're calling the game, was there a point in that game, Chuck, where you said, Tigers got this? Could you feel it a certain part of the game? They fell behind 18-14 to 14 in the third quarter. And I said, we'll see what this team is made of here. Two plays later, Juan Jadamio goes on a 77-yard touchdown run. They took the lead, and they weren't looking back. Right about there? That's when I thought, you know what? They they showed me something there. They didn't just fall apart at the seams and, mm-hmm. oh, no, Penn has the lead, as so many teams have done over the years. Instead, they just came back and smacked a bright in the mouth and ran 77 yards for the touchdown and said, here we are, we're not going anywhere. So, so you mentioned this Mishawaka quarterback who has the keys to the car. Yes. The, has the coach told you that? I mean, is that where you're getting that from? Yeah, the coach told the media that after the game on Friday. Is it, well, what year is he? He's a sophomore. He's a sophomore. And they that's what's impressive is they trusted that because New Prairie's quarterback does the same thing. He's mm-hmm. a senior. You kind of expect it more for a senior. You've earned that trust. To give that kind of trust to a sophomore is saying a lot. Uh, not to switch sports on you super quick, but Mike Bray said the exact same thing Saturday after the game of giving the keys to a sophomore. Prentice Hub. Prentice yeah. Hub. Yeah. Running the plays, picking the whatever. Do you think that's true? Oh, I think I think you work with these people enough yeah. that to a certain extent you have to entrust them. This is our offense. This is who we are and what we do. But... I can't have you looking over here all the time, and you have to you have to know this in order to make it work. Yeah, you're out there. You decide. Be a team leader. Okay. Right. All right, so Mishawaka and Valparaiso, that's the game you've chosen this Friday night. Right. And you're in Mishawaka. Yes. Okay. New Prairie beat Plymouth. Uh, they move on to face Hobart in the regional, and the Cougars will be favored in that. 3A will have a local regional with Marion taking on Knox. Marion really got dinged up quite a bit in its win over Jimtown on Friday night. At one point of the game, they had lost their starting quarterback, their starting running back, and a two-way lineman. 
So we'll see how Mike Davidson patches things up this week, how those players heal. They'll go down to play a Knox team that won its first sectional ever. They'll be playing at home, at Community Field. They'll have a rabid crowd down there. Should be a fun atmosphere on Friday night for the 3A Regional. The problem is the 3A Regional winner likely draws Indianapolis Bishop Chittard in the semi-state, which is the number one team with a bullet. We saw them earlier this year just decimate a good Northwood squad. Mm. And then in 1A, congratulations to North Judson. They get their first sectional championship in about 14 years as they edged Culver by one on Friday night. Culver played North Judson twice during the regular season and lost by a combined three points. Two points on the opening night and one point in the sectional. How does uh, the state championship work? We, I mean, we, we have been doing this for a year. I, I kind of remember this, but they head down to Indianapolis. They play at Lucas Oil Stadium, the you home don't get of the Colts. To do, you don't get to do that game. No, we carry those games yeah, on 46 from the IHSA network. Okay. We carry them, but I am not on the mic for those. That's like, uh, was that the Saturday after Thanksgiving? Friday and Saturday after Thanksgiving. So they alternated each and every year. So this year, the Friday games at Lucas Oil Stadium, that'll be the uh, 1A, 3A, and 5A games. Okay. And then the Saturday games will be the 2A, 4A, and 6A. So locally, if all things go according to local plans. Well, I'm, I'm sure with all the teams that we have live, they all you know plan on being there. I think realistically, New Prairie with a, a 50-50 chance of being down there, that would be the 4A state championship game Saturday at 3.30. Marion, they'd have to pull an upset of Bishop Chittard, but that would be the 3A state championship game Friday at 3.30. I think once you get past that, it's a lot less likely for any of our teams. Okay. You want to talk about girls basketball? I see you have that stat in front of us. Season is getting started. Polls are out. And uh, Penn is ranked number six in 4A. Mishawaka Marion has not played a game yet. They are fifth in 3A. North Judson, they've got a player, Corey, by the name of Lillian Frazier. Okay. Uh, They played two games last week. In those two games, Lillian Frazier averaged 24 points, 14 rebounds, and 10 steals a game. She's the real deal. She's only a junior, and uh, she's got them ranked number two in Class 2A. And then in 1A, Oregon Davis, coached by the veteran Terry Minix, is ranked number six. Where's North Judson at? North Judson is down in Stark County. In fact, so is Oregon Davis. So you've got two teams from tiny Stark County, both ranked in the top 10 in the girls' basketball polls. And there's another pretty good team down there in 3A, Knox, which is not ranked. Okay. College basketball. Boy, what a sad story this was yesterday. Um, Cassius Winston from Michigan State learns... Saturday night that his brother has committed suicide by stepping in front of an oncoming train. And he would have had every reason not to play the game on Sunday. But he did. And Winston, who was a preseason first-team All-American, had 17 points and 11 assists in a 100-47 route of Binghamton. And... uh, Tom Izzo said he learned the news shortly after midnight and spent several hours with Winston and his family 
and Cassius Winston told him, I'm going to play, and he did. But, boy, what an emotional day yesterday at the Breslin Center. Meanwhile, also over the weekend, Texas beats Purdue 70-66. to I caught the tail end of that. Um, that's, that's a nice win for the Longhorns to go into Mackey Arena and get that W. Now, it doesn't mean that Purdue is bad or that Purdue is substandard. It's early in the season, and, boy, you're going to have upsets in November. Florida State handled number 6 Florida yesterday, 63-51. So not surprising to see that kind of thing happen. Uh, Notre Dame beat Robert Morris on Saturday. No problem with that. And also on Saturday, Indiana beat Portland State. IU is in action uh, tomorrow night with, quite frankly, another, another tomato can coming into Assembly Hall to play the Hoosiers. Tonight, it's a Notre Dame women's basketball against Tennessee, a former powerhouse. Doesn't have the juice that they used to. Yeah, but they're still good, and still good. they still have some size. And Notre Dame has struggled on the inside early in the season getting the kind of rebounding performance that Muffin McGraw is used to from her team. So don't be surprised if the Irish struggle or maybe even lose this one. Remember, they've lost Michaela Vaughn for four to six weeks. She's one of their bigs. Now, Caitlin Gilbert played very well on uh, Friday night, it was, against Loyola of Maryland in her first career start. And she showed some explosiveness and the kinds of traits that Muffet McGraw would like to see from her. But, man, uh, this this is a challenge coming up for the Irish tonight. It's a wear green night at Purcell Pavilion. So if you're going to the game and you're an Irish fan, you're asked to wear green for this one. And the game will be on Pulse FM. If you're tempted to look at it on television, it's on ESPN2. Uh, all three of the Hydra, all three uh, digital outlets, 96.9, Yes. Bob Nagel in South Bend to cover that game. Yes. Okay. NBA, the Pacers continue to play well. They got a win on the road at Orlando last night and beat the Magic. Uh, 109-101 was the final in that one. DeMontis Sabonis with a nice game, 21 points. 16 rebounds, 7 assists. I really like the guard play, though, that they're getting out of Malcolm Brogdon right now. And I think he and a healthy Victor Oladipo, man, that's going to be a fun backcourt for Pacer fans to watch. Now, will people finally show up at Pacer games? That's another valid question. But uh, good balance on this Pacer team. They had six guys in double figures last night. Doug McDermott, 18 points coming off the bench. He gives them a three-point sniper. Aaron Holiday, a pretty good three-point shooter as well. So things looking good for the Pacers right now who have gone uh, on a bit of a winning streak, and they're now 6-4 and four on the year. Don't worry, the Bulls still stink. <laughs> I don't want you to get too excited, but the Blackhawks have won another game. Patrick Kane doing Patrick Kane-type things last night, two goals and an assist. Blackhawks scored four in the first period. They got everybody all fired up against the, their Toronto Maple Leafs. And then they had to hang on for dear life to get a 5-4 win over the Leafs. Uh, but the Hawks are playing better now that they've returned home. They're still mired in sixth place in the Central Division with only 16 points on the season and a losing record. But, hey, they've got that one-game win streak. <laughs> and Detroit got a win yesterday, too. What? Red Wings, the last place Red Wings, you know them. Anthony Mantha with the game-winning goal 
29 seconds left, and Detroit tops Vegas by a count of 3-2. to two. Golden Knights hanging their heads in embarrassment. They've lost three in a row. The Bethel Pilots have decided to follow the Sports Yak on Twitter. That's a smart move on the part of the Bethel Pilots, who are undefeated on the year. Speaking of that, you were there. You saw more sporting events than I did over the weekend. <laughs> Live and in person at the White Camp Center, your thoughts on Steve Draben's team. I like uh, the way he presents himself. He went with the suit and tie, the powder blue tie. Travion Cruz is the star of that team. No question about that. A lot of minutes for that young man. And uh, I wanted to see more of Gabe Johnson. He got a few minutes in the first half, sat most of the second. Uh, there's a young, there's a big old drink of water from Niles, Michigan that's playing. Gavin Rassler is the young man out of Niles, Michigan. 6'5", senior, 215 pounds. Middle name professional. Uh, should be. They do not... They do not uh, indicate, here are the people that are really tatted up. They don't say that in the roster, so that kind of leaves me hanging there a little bit. Do you have someone named Buddha or Fuda? Something Uda? Philippe Sagoda? Nick Pluta? Him! He's good! 6'7", 215 <laughs> pounds out of Springboro, Ohio. Yes. I drove by there this week. Yeah. He honked. He's or only a sophomore. To... Yeah, he, uh, he's got some game. So, I, okay, I see him. I see the team. Oh, I do see the tats on him in the team picture. They're kind of hidden. He's kind of standing with his arms behind his back in the yeah. shadows, but you can, you can still make out some ink. It looks like he's got some good size arms. It looks like he might yeah. have spent some time in the weight room. I've also noticed that the uniforms have changed in basketball. It looks like they're going for a more snug look instead of the big Jordan-esque baggy yeah. shorts. Yeah, they, they look like. They haven't gone back to the full short shorts of the 1970s. Yeah. But uh, they have shortened the shorts, no question about that. Yeah. Which, that's okay. As long as they can play and they're not being held back. Well, to a certain extent, you'd like them held back. Yes. But, you know you know what I'm saying. You know what I mean. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, so good for them. Undefeated. Yeah. That, oh, they've – I think Steve – I mean – Steve's never going to undersell his team, but I think he has to be pleasantly surprised with what he's been able to accomplish. They open the year with those two wins over ranked teams, number nine, Madonna, and number 23, Indiana Tech. And now Bethel uh, hits the road next weekend for the John Brown Classic. They go and they play the College of the Ozarks and Ozark Christian College before coming back home on November 23rd. That's a Saturday evening with Cardinal Stritch. Cardinal Stritch. Uh, big games coming up, though. They still have uh, University of St. Francis coming in here to the Camp Center. That'll be a good game on November 26th when they start conference play. The Crossroads League, I'm telling you, is a really good basketball league. I would agree with you. We've covered our sports part of the broadcast. You were so busy with sports over the weekend, I don't think you had time for any pop culture, did you? I did. Oh, <laughs> tell me about it. We binged four episodes of The Morning Show. Oh, yeah. On uh, Apple Plus. Uh, complete thumbs up. I tell you what, though, this could be an even better viewing experience if they backed off on the language. I think it was a little too salty. I mean, they, they, they could still do what they're trying to do without that. I'm telling you, having worked in TV newsrooms. That's what it is, isn't it? It is. Man, they threw, throw that bad boy around like it's nothing. I, I, 
I don't wish to despoil anybody's image of what some of your TV personalities might be like. They're passionate people. Well, that's one way of putting it, yeah. I also binged four episodes of C with Jason Momoa, who was uh, Aquaman. Oh. It's a, a, a world where no one can see. We're in the 21st century. Okay. And uh, two twins are born into this tribe of people that have sight. And oh. it starts to really change because they're a society that's used to being blind. And I'm telling you what, beautiful cinematography. They're up in Canada somewhere, and it's fascinating and beautiful. And the storyline's pretty decent. Okay. So I did four episodes of that. And that's on the Apple TV on as well? On the Apple. There's like five or six original shows. And we're going to try to nail the uh, For All Mankind, what if the space program was still as yeah. fervent as it was back then? And what if Russia was in the, the lead? The first one, yeah. Yeah, so that, that looked pretty good. And then the big news this morning, it was broke, the news broke over the weekend, Chuck, but I was a big fan of the Black Crows. Okay. When they first started back in the early 90s. Hey, little thing, let me light your candle, calls the mama, I'm show all the hand and I just around. 30th anniversary of the Shake Your Money Maker album. Oh. Featuring such great songs like Hard to Handle, She Talks to Angels. The brothers Robinson have buried the hatchet going back on the road in 2020. Going to play the album front to back. Now, are you much of one for award shows? Uh, it depends on the award show. Did you watch the People's Choice Awards last I night? I was going to. I got home from the game at a decent time. I clicked on E, and they had a two-hour red carpet coverage, Ugh. which meant the award started at 9. I was in bed at 8.15. So apparently... Kevin Hart made his first public appearance since that since the car crash car crash in September. Got a standing ovation when he came out. Mm. Now remember, there was a lot of controversy about Kevin Hart before the car crash because he was originally selected to host the Oscars, mm -hmm. and then they went back on Twitter, which you know go back on Twitter on anybody six or seven years, and you're probably going to find something. And they found something, uh, I believe, where he was derogatory towards homosexuals. And they said, oh, well, you can't possibly host the Oscars because you're not clean as the driven snow. Because God knows everybody in Hollywood is clean as the driven snow. Especially all of the hosts yeah. in the previous years. Um, and Kevin Hart also came out and just talked about how much he appreciates life even more after this accident and thanked his wife and kids and the fans and so great timing for a public appearance because jumanji comes out in a couple of weeks <laughs> well that also helps too which my son is very excited about but he is a workout fiend too kevin hart I yeah mean, he really keeps himself in great shape yes um pink got a nice honor apparently um she was the 2019 people's champion Oh. Because she empowers women. She champions marginalized voices. She's involved in a lot of philanthropic causes. There's only one people's champion that I know about. The Rock, yes. <laughs> so, um, Were there any awards handed out? Like, did it, like anything stand out above? Um, this, is, this is the fans voting on uh, uh, categories? Apparently. Um, Cole Sprouse, do you know him? No. He, he plays in a CW... Um, Riverdale, he snagged the drama movie star trophy for five feet apart 
plays a rebellious teen with cystic fibrosis. I wonder if he's one of the twins that was in Big Daddy that's all grown up. Uh, could be. Don't know. I'm going to Google his face while you tell me who else. Did Jennifer um, Aniston win something? She won something. Uh, her good friend Adam Sandler presented her with the People's Icon Award. Cole is a twin with his brother Dylan. They okay. Were, they were in uh, Big Daddy. They weren't as twins, but they used both of them. Okay. Yes. So Zach uh, and Cody on the Disney Channel. Do you oh, remember that show? Yes. Yeah. I'm sure one of the, the girls watched back yeah. in the day. Or TJ. I don't know. So um, Aniston... Um, Gets this icon award. Um, she goes, if I have any claim to this award, it's only because I was able to be on an iconic show with an iconic cast and iconic haircut. <laughs> so That kind of sums it up. Yeah, she's the head anchor on the morning show. Show. She's a veteran. She's 50. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really looks it, too. Calls the shots on that show. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, you know, we've been in newsrooms. <laughs> Well, I feel good about this. Good. This is a Monday episode. It's one that Bump Hadley would have been proud of if he were still alive. In the the mubs with Bump. Did you hear? By the way, Bump Hadley, after his baseball career was over, yes, became the sports director for WBZ TV in Boston. How about that? Bet you he had some great inside scoop. Bet you he stuff. didn't have the mumps then. No mumps for that guy. You can always email us if you'd like the sports yak with two Ks at gmail.com. Chuck Archie on Twitter. I am at 46 Sports. And congratulations on the multi views on Facebook Live on Friday night. The numbers have come in. Very happy to serve the people. My goodness. We'll do it all again this Friday night, maybe? Valpo at Mishawaka, yeah. We'll be live streaming from Steel Stadium. All right, maniacs. Thanks for listening. Hit the subscribe button so you never, ever, ever miss an episode much like today's. Until next time. Ooga-looga, Bump Hadley, you mump-filled pitcher. You've been listening to Sports Yak, brought to you by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events available at und.com slash buy tickets. And buy Pyramid Equipment. Think Pyramid Equipment for your snowplow needs, sales, services, and installations of residential and commercial-grade snowplows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid offers military, police, and firemen's discounts. Find us, PyramidEquipmentInc.com. Everybody get out of here! There's a lobster loose! Oh, holy cow, he's loose! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.